people think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. And welcome to Kidney Talk. I think I've said that 20 times today. I'm practicing. You're practicing. You're getting very good at it. I'm very good. How come you never say welcome to Kidney Talk? Welcome to Kidney Talk. You don't give me a chance. There you go. I lost my job. (laughs) I have to raise my hand to get a question in. We're talking to somebody very fascinating today. We're going to be interviewing Diana Headley-Bell. Headley-Bell? Headley-Bell. H-E-A-D-L-E-E-B-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-E-L-
So I kept my maiden Did, name. Wait, would you check the phone books or something? No. Uh, you can go online, type in Diana Bell, and all these names will type, come really? on. Diana Headley Bell sounds like an author's name. It does. Doesn't like it? J.K., what is her name? J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling's or... Diana Headley Bell has a nice Diana ring Hedley to it. Diana Lee... Did you get my like joke? A, it sounds Diana like... Diana Headley Bell has a nice ring to it. Come on, I'm trying over here. <laughs> Diana, let's just move on with the interview. Yes, she'll go away. Eventually, she'll All go right. away. All right, so tell, you've been a patient since you were a youngster. Yes, 1974. 1974, age, and that was new back then, right? What was the cause of kidney disease? Um, they believe it was caused from strep throat. Strep throat. So wow. it goes to show you get those strep tests and everything. Uh, I just ignored, you know, so, when my kids had strep, I said, nah, don't get over it, you know? <laughs> So how old were you when this happened, and what year was it? Actually, She said 74. What's no, wrong with you? Actually, I have, to, I have to share this little story, is they were doing a test in school, and that's how my school nurse found out about it. She's the one that actually found out that I had a problem. And oh, this wow. is from a math test you did? No, a urine test. A urine test? She found out you had strep throat through your no, urine. No, 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 that there was a problem with the kidneys. I was going to say, she's got the wow. wrong end. You know, <laughs> they don't even do that type of no. testing anymore, no. but back then they did. Yes. So what happened? You were 11 years old, or was it a little bit earlier? So did they send you to a no. kidney doctor? Actually, what happened was I did end up going to a urologist, and they did a lot of testing, and then I was referred to some nephrologist. And they took a look and realized that there was some problems going on. And for four years, I was on low-protein diets, and they did everything to look for what the problem mm-hmm. was. So you were 11 years old. What's it like being on a low-protein diet? Did you even oh, understand? Oh, I hated it. Like, I mean, I, I did it. Have? I was very obedient. You know how children are. They want to please. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what? what Some of them. Some yeah. Of them. Children I, I are, oh, mom, obedient. I won't eat that hamburger. And they go out with their friends <laughs> and they eat the hamburger. But what were some of the foods you couldn't eat that you really craved at oh, 11 it, years old? It was my cheeses. Mm-hmm. I love I remember dairy salt, products, yeah. the salt. They were pushing the fluids because I was not on dialysis yet. But the low-protein diet, I end up losing a lot of weight because they kept with that low-protein diet. So when did you start dialysis and when did you get your first transplant? I actually started dialysis in 1978 and was quite unexpected. And Um, how old were you? I was 15 years old. 15, Mm -hmm. wow, that must have been a shocker. I mean, here you are, you know, you're just getting ready to be interested in boys and and you're gonna you know be in uh, I feel sorry for you I'm gonna I'm gonna cry well you know kidney disease too can save you from a lot of jerks too because see when you're 15 yeah. you have no judgment and you think the jerks are the night you know you, you go after them but you know when you have an illness they kind of stay away from you really? so 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 tell us about you know being a teenager on dialysis yeah it was Were i you didn't a have a normal no hemo? no i was on hemodialysis and how did, as a 15 year old you saw the needles what you do oh yeah i actually learned to put the needles in myself can you imagine yeah. at 50 that's pretty brave yeah and there was a reason behind that is because you know when you have a new staff member coming in they usually mm-hmm. want them to stick you did and you have a fish no away back then i did you did. They, so did. they had fistulas yeah. back then. Yeah, right? yeah no, I fistulas did. have been around since yeah. the 60s. Well, I actually oh, I started out mm-hmm. with a shunt in my leg. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Yeah, yeah oh, they used to put, I put a, they had a shunt in my yeah. right leg, too. Yeah. We have so much in common. Yes, I know. I, really... I think I'm, are you, you're taller than me, though, aren't you? That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Most of America is taller than you. <laughs> so when did you get your first transplant? Did it work? I got my first transplant that year in 1978 at age 15. My father donated 
to me, but it failed after six weeks. Oh, oh that must have been horrible for yeah, him and you. It was devastating. And oh, but that gosh. doesn't happen to everybody, you know. And um, why did it fail from a family member? And back then, they just didn't know. I mean, I, were you on anti? Uh, I was. I was on the prednisone and Imuran, and on very high doses of prednisone. Right. And they tried everything to save it. Did but that it make was, you yeah. so hungry? I had my first it transplant did. at seventy nine. I did. would have eaten a, a leather shoe. I did. If they would have put it in front of me, I, I had, was starving. What a I have a pair of leather shoes up in my room. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't yeah. eat leather oh, shoes okay. anymore. So and I, I could. And everybody tells me about that. And I was on 500 milligrams of prednisone, and I couldn't eat a thing. I could not eat a thing. Well, you know? well, yeah. back then that was the main drug they gave you, and it was difficult. People don't realize how far we've come in transplantation. But you either they didn't have any. Right now they have a lot of immunosuppressant cocktails that they can put together just to. Yeah. Here you know, she goes again with the cocktails. Here she goes again. It's called immunosuppressant right. cocktails. She takes her right. cell with a thing of Bacardi's, <laughs> man. Right. She never feels it going down. Yeah. Now and tell us about your second transplant. My second transplant. I got a call three months to, uh, prior to high school graduation, and when they called, I told them no. I said I've got oh, prom no. coming up. I've got I'm in the senior class play and I'm on the national. What was Honor the play? Society. Was it hair? No. Did you no. take off your clothes? No, no. <laughs> Boarding house reach. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Oh, okay. I honestly can't remember. But um, I did get that phone call and I told them no. And you know how you get that unction like I made a mistake. And what did your parents say? Well, hold on. They called back. We want to speak to your parents. And I said, we'll be in. Mm -hmm. So sure enough. And you know what? That kidney lasted 18 years. Whoa. So it has failed. It had failed eight years ago. Eight years ago. Are you you on dialysis now? Yes, I am. Yeah. Oh, and I you had a child, though. That's what I, I think is so interesting. After I your did. second transplant, you had a child yes. back then. Before you got the second kidney? No, I actually had On dialysis, my son. you had a child. I had my transplant in 1981, and I had my son in 1986. Which back then, they really didn't want you to... I mean, now they're a little bit more liberal about having kids and when you have a transplant but back then it was kind of like no not a good idea right. so you were a real rebel well we got it actually <laughs> actually what happened Lori was my parents talked to the transplant team mm-hmm. to see if it was going to be okay um, Dr. Thomas Starzl mm-hmm. was my physician at the time and they okayed it I mean it wasn't something I was planning right. though um, I was on my way to college and wanted to know these things because I wanted to see where my life was going and so that's I did I got married and I had my son a year later Wow. Was it a normal pregnancy? I made it to my seventh month, and they had to take him. Um, He weighed 2 pounds, 14 ounces. He actually stopped growing, but I tell you what, he was normal. He had a... And what, 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 is he normal size now? Oh, yeah. Well, he oh. kind of wished he was taller, but how tall, <laughs> but how is tall he? are you? Five foot six. Five he's, foot six and a half. He's five half. foot six? Yeah. Well, he five, is six, rather short for a, a male. Yeah, but there's a lot of short in my family. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, I see. So. Well, that that's so interesting. And did your second um, transplant that lasted 18 years, did that come from a, a relative? No, or? it was a cadaver. And wow, okay. that you deceased really outlasted donor. the. We got to say deceased donor okay. now. It was a deceased the what? donor. We don't say cadaver anymore. We say deceased. deceased. Oh well, excuse no. me, a dead guy. Okay. It was from a dead guy. Well, he uh, kicked the bucket. Passed away. You... Somebody passed away. Somebody gave up. It was up a male life. or female. It was a young person. Oh. Um, it was a male. It was a young person, and then you said male. 
a well, male young person. A, a male young person. He was a child. Well, we need to take a break, and when we come back, I want to hear about uh, your current treatment modality, which is nocturnal in-center hemodialysis, and uh, a little bit about how that's impacting your that's life. That's really interesting. I can't wait to hear about that. Nocturnal in-center hemodialysis. Well, that's three names also. Well, now that I have mastered Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers, how many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? Let's see what my next challenge will be. It's in here somewhere. Say this three times fast. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. Now if I only knew what that means. A fistula should be your first choice for your dialysis access. It says here, less infection and less hospitalizations. That's good. Yes. <laughs> Lasts longer. Some patients have had their fistula for more than 30 years? Oy. Sounds like a no-brainer to me. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. For more information, please visit fistulafirst.org. Do it now. this nighttime stuff you do <laughs> well Stephen, i go in center for dialysis three nights a week and like what time do you go in i go in between 8 8 30 and i get hooked up to the machine around nine o'clock and i'm there for eight hours do you bring your jammies sometimes yeah, actually no. i wear my pajamas there why sometimes did you choose something like that oh, i tell you what Stephen, i had a hard time with a convent what they call the conventional treatments it's four hour treatments and Getting off the machine, I felt very drained and wiped out. <laughs> Tell me about it. I yes, know. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I would actually had a hard time keeping the car on the road trying to get home because of the, the effects you have post-dialysis. And I was pretty compliant with my diet. It was just a matter. That's what the dialysis was doing to me. Felt like you were going through a washing machine, yes, huh? Coming yes, out on the other end. Exactly. And I end up going, they end up offering us this nocturnal hemodialysis. And it was for home. So I actually trained in center uh, for eight weeks and ended up having the machine and all the supplies brought to my house. And I did this program at home for approximately six months. And when I found out they were doing in center, I decided this is for me. Now, why did you not want to do it at home? I was doing it by myself. For me, it was a lot of work. Now, it's not necessarily for everybody, but it was definitely a lot of work. You didn't have a caregiver like your husband? I did husband? not have and you anyone. started eight years ago, right? Yes, So I did. Next Stage wasn't around either. No, no. Next but Stage But couldn't you have switched to Next Stage? I probably could have, but I like this modality better. Plus, I'm not allowed heparin, and you need the heparin. Why aren't wow. you allowed heparin? Um, it drops my platelets. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, do you have any, like, do you have an oncology problem or no? It just drops your plate. Some people have problems with heparin. Um, 
You know, I've met several patients that can't take it. Right. So when you go to the dialysis unit... I have a problem unit. with skirt steak. Have you ever... <laughs> I, it's really hard to make skirt steak. I, I have a real problem with that. You do? It, because it always comes out tough. You don't <laughs> marinate it? No, it's... Uh, you know, See, if you marinate it, it'll come uh, out you, better. You bang it with the mallet thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and nothing works. Why it's are we a, talking about this? I have no idea. She had a problem with heparin. I have a problem with skirt steak. <laughs> so, um, so... Are you a family? So how many people do nocturnal home hemo uh, dialysis, and what is it like at the center? Give us a picture of it. Well, in the center, we it's very casual. I mean, we come in, it's very calm. It's not like during the daylight where you feel like you're a herd of cattle. Get them in, get them out. But I do like the atmosphere mm-hmm. a lot better. I can enjoy the company of my mm-hmm. friends that are on dialysis. How many people? Sleep? Yes, I, I how do sleep. How many people? Approximately right now, we have 12 to 13 people. Really? There's 14 Do most of them work, or how does it... There's a couple of us that do work, and most of them are older, and they're retired already, and they enjoy their days. So they want to have them free. So you come in, and basically they have a bed or a chair? Yes. In our unit, we have a bed, and we each got our own station. We always end up on the same machine each time we go in, so we know exactly where we're going. We weigh ourselves. We actually take our own care when it comes to weighing ourselves and sometimes but you don't a little stick bit yourself of, now i i could but i stopped doing that right right yeah. so and it's what, kind of like a self-care in a way in, in little senses yeah but it's not no and what I mean, does your husband feel about you being gone he you? doesn't mind he doesn't care <laughs> she's out of the house <laughs> football's <laughs> on <laughs> yeah. well how interesting yes now what, how has it changed you know i know you were on conventional in center hemodialysis what has been the difference that you've felt in in the last eight years i have felt so much better my clearances are so much better my kt over v is is anywhere around 2.97 to 3.81 now that's and that's a number Lori. That's that a number. i don't know well the the minimum right because they say adequate dialysis is like 1.2 to 1.4 and one of the the complaints what, you're talking about no, no we're talking about k2 over v and they're saying see, i don't know a, you're supposed to know your numbers we always advocate that well i don't know my k2 well as a transplant it's different when you're on oh. dialysis your creatinine oh. is what you pay attention to oh. when you have a transplant oh. and when you're on dialysis you pay attention to a kt over v or urr and one of the complaints that you know patients have voiced is that why are we getting just adequate dialysis and why don't we get optimal dialysis? I don't think there is, is there? Unless you're on for 11 hours a night or 12 well, hours a night. Well, their definition is, well, let's just give a patient adequate dialysis. Well, you don't go in for an adequate heart valve replacement. You go in for an optimal heart valve replacement. When I go into Taco Bell, I get an adequate burrito. I don't get an ultimate burrito. <laughs> you don't. No, well, because that's just asking too much from Taco Bell. But in your health care, you don't want adequate. And I think what you're trying to say too is that the standard right now is 1.2 to 1.4 if you're not feeling good you know you have to seek other ways and sometimes it's just more times on dialysis more hours on dialysis now, didn't we hear from another uh, person patient a, a few years ago that he was a, a world traveler and he went to france and that's normal that they yeah, was, do it for eight hours and they serve wine and dinner right. do they serve you food at the night no no, no. Um, we're you can bring your food we're right? permitted to have a snack at, on the night shift but the day shift no they so, won't let you eat on the day shift and no. why is that well, I think why they don't like people to eat on dialysis. Um, you actually, you can. They can't. 
prevent you from eating on dialysis. I've but seen signs when I visit. I know, but it's 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 basically they can't. If you brought in food, they can't throw you out if you eat it. But the problem is, is that if you eat, a lot of times people don't understand moderation, and they bring in a lot of food, and there is a risk because there's blood around, and you know people can have food, and you know if they don't take care of it, they could get an infection. But also, it can actually create little uh, varmints coming in because you leave the... Varmints? Varmints. That, the last time I heard the word varmints was on an <laughs> episode of Beverly Hillbillies. Isn't it varmint? Vermin. Vermin. Vermin or varmints? They're the same? Yeah. Our, our uh, sound engineer just said I was right. <laughs> Wait, varmints <laughs> and vermin are not the same. What does it meant being on nocturnal home hemo and just your overall diet and food and I tell you what. and what's the difference between before because I think people listening they're probably on in center PD. What's it like? I feel much better, Lori. I post dialysis. I don't have that wiped out, drained feeling like I usually did with conventional dialysis, and my diet changed. Mm-hmm. I was able to increase the phosphorus, and I was able to increase fluids a little bit because of the treatment. It's a much slower treatment mm-hmm. and it's so much better for me. And when you get off on, uh, when you get off of dialysis, how do you feel? Like, what I feel do you, good. do you, you go back home and go to sleep? Actually, or do you... if I'm coming off at four o'clock in the morning, yes, I will go home and sleep. For you, I, I cannot fall back asleep. I mean, I'm, I can. <laughs> So you if go to dialysis at nine, you go on at nine and get off at four? Four or five, depending four on what time you, you get know. there. Right. right. And then the wow. morning people are showing up. Yes, they are. Wow. Yes, they are. Oh, the wow. The next shift starts. Do you laugh in their face going, ha ha, I'm done? No, I try to encourage them. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you have like a slumber party? Do you have like, <laughs> you know, some kind of theme one night? Like, let's do Hawaii night or no, something like that? No, you know what we have do? We do uh, celebrate the holidays and we usually have a nice time. We keep it simple. You know, we don't get out of hand. What right? do you do for Arbor Day? <laughs> we plant trees. You plant trees. Oh yeah, we go out and plant trees. So, yeah. what are you doing now that you're young and healthy? Are you on another waiting list? By no, the way? not present. Why? I've got some other health issues that are going on. I'm trying to get taken care of, and uh-huh. that's where I'm going. You're doing so well on nocturnal hemo. I am. Hemo. I really, I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to do this in center program. Uh huh. Um, it's freed me up to be able to work and do other things, which I could not do under the other circumstances. And where, where do you work again? I work with the Renal Support Network. Oh, you work at Renal Support Network. How much money do they pay you? Uh, <laughs> Lots? Lots? What did you do more. before? I heard you had a really I, interesting job. <laughs> I actually worked at a dog store where they would make gourmet treats for pets, for dogs. Gourmet treats, so the, the, the kind that you can't buy in Walmart. Exactly, exactly. And, and and I've been to those stores. They have like icing on the... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yogurt. It's, it's yogurt. yogurt. It's either carob or yogurt. Right. I know, they're they so pretty. Ways. Yeah, they are. But I've they're never, so expensive. I know, they're more expensive than real people cooking. Yeah, but it's all handmade, too, and it's all natural. Who cares when the dog's going to just devour it? These cookies, what are they made of? Well, there could be a difference of things. They use whole wheat flour in most of them. They add What about flavorings. the gluten intolerant dogs? They're, uh, I don't They're know. They're out of luck. I you could use rice flour. You. I couldn't tell you. My they wife is gluten intolerant. Is she really? She's also husband intolerant. No way. I yes. wonder why. Well, you know, it's pretty amazing how Diana Headley Bell, 
Uh, What's with, with the three names again? Well, I don't not, understand because it. Because you just take people's name and mutilate it, and it's not nice. But 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 what, what if I use like nineteen names? You know, like a English person or something. You know. Well, that's your right. Yeah, but I don't like that. Well, you know what's interesting? I can't remember her first name. That, you know, I know we wanted to swap like dog recipes, but you know what's really interesting? What? Is somebody sent me an email the other day, and it was from a website, and it was called Dogster. And Dogster? It's Dogster. I'm yeah. going to send you the email, too. Oh, really? Well, I love dogs. And basically, dogs. and so what you do is you go on, and so I posted Max's picture, and I posted Chloe's picture. Oh, my God. Is it, is it like MySpace for dogs? I, I, I Apparently it is, because everyone's like, get an email. Can Max come out and play? Can Chloe come out and play? And I thought, anyways, I was just trying to, you know, follow through with a friend send me an email. So if you get an email from Dogster. Well, you know what's you really may, weird may not, is when the but, older dogs, you know, the older dogs, they have a postings of the, the you know, the nine and ten year old dogs, and they want to play with the nine month old puppies. Yes. Then they have that Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator come out. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our healthcare team. We can take steps towards self improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference. Renal Support Network would like to thank everyone who has made this show possible. Kidney Talk's founding sponsor is Amgen. Generous support is provided by Roche Pharmaceuticals and Astellas. Friends of Kidney Talk are Abbott Laboratories, American Region, and Fresenius Medical Care North America. Thank you for helping us stream health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. Visit rsnhope.org for more information. The opinions, recommendations, statements, and advice contained on Kidney Talk are for information only. You should not use the information on the show to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without first consulting with a qualified health care provider. Please consult with your health care provider about any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition or dietary regimen.